Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with your top stories on this Wednesday night. Our top local story on this March 1st, questions about the vicious assault of an almost 70-year-old grandmother outside Straub's in the Central West End, employees assaulted as well. KMOX found out about it from a tip. The police department did not include it in their daily rundown of city crime incidents. KMOX asked spokesperson Evita Caldwell about that. In that situation, there was no gun displayed. Um, Apparently, he just used his hands to assault some people, so that's why that didn't make the actual incident summaries page. The victim's attorney, Scott Sherman, reacts. This is as serious a crime against an elderly woman resident of the city of St. Louis her whole life, a grandmother, as there is. Gun or no gun, if a murderer body slams a 70-year-old woman and they know about it, they should have told everybody about this. Sherman says the circuit attorney has not given them court-ordered notification of an upcoming hearing for the suspect and would not even tell them the name of the suspect. Much more coming up later in KMOX News. When it comes to Kim Gardner, some are calling for the circuit attorney to quit and others are not. This is Kevin Colleen in North St. Louis. Mayor Tashara Jones sidestepping questions about whether it's time for circuit attorney Kim Gardner to resign. I said what I needed to say about uh, this situation last week, uh, and I'm going to repeat that, which means that uh, Attorney Gardner needs to, or Circuit uh, Attorney Gardner needs to do some soul searching on whether or not she wants to continue in this position, and the office needs improvement to make sure that they're serving the cities, the citizens of the city of St. Louis. Also, the president of the Board of Aldermen, Megan Green, stopping short of calling for Gardner to quit. Green says it comes down to this. She doesn't want the Republican governor to have the power to appoint a replacement. After the recent deaths of several people in St. Louis caused by wild drivers, Mayor Jones signs into law a plan to spend $40 million in federal money for traffic calming measures. Applause from Liz Kramer of a citizens group for safer roads in St. Louis. For years, we've lived with streets that exacerbate the recklessness of drivers. And no one in our city should live in fear for their lives as they go from place to place. The plan also calls for the return of red light cameras to the city, something that was struck down by the Missouri Supreme Court last time as unconstitutional. There would also be more turnabout circles at intersections and concrete islands to reduce the number of traffic lanes and slow people down. The term traffic calming has become common, but what exactly does it mean? Transportation engineers have used roundabouts, speed bumps, and speed tables to slow traffic and improve safety for motorists and pedestrians for years. Retired transportation engineer Randy McCourt says the city of Carmel, Indiana installed roundabouts to make their streets safer. Serious injuries and fatalities are way down. That doesn't mean there aren't crashes, property damage from people, you know, struggling getting around the roundabout, but they're not serious injuries like they were when they were T-bone accidents at signalized intersections and they're not fatalities. And that's what we're really focused on. And it can be accomplished. It just takes a lot of investment in time. A bill to ban classroom discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity was heard in the Missouri House Education Committee today. Representative Ann Kelly. It is the parents' job to teach their children about sexual orientation and gender identity. Parents decide how they want to handle those topics. They do not have a place in a school setting. Democrat leader Crystal Quaid opposes aspects requiring parents be notified of behavioral issues with children. Your language lady does not allow in my opinion, for teachers, um, counselors, anyone, cafeteria workers, to be able to protect kids when their very own parents might be or their, their household might be the ones who are 
abusing them. The committee took no action on the bill, one of several so-called Parents' Bill of Rights measures being introduced. If you'll be downtown this weekend for Arch Madness or the home opener for St. Louis City SC, St. Louis police say play it safe, leave your firearms and valuables at home. St. Louis police captain Christy Mark says there were 88 cars stolen last week, but that's a drop of 44% compared to the week before. Over the past weekend in downtown and downtown West neighborhoods, there were reports of a robbery, four simple assaults, two aggravated assaults, one being a shooting incident with three victims, and a total of 16 vehicles broken into, one with a firearm stolen from the vehicle. Mark says there were two more car thefts from downtown. St. Louis police will bring in more officers to patrol the area this weekend. That likely will include the Highway Patrol and St. Louis County Police. Maria Aquina, X News. <laughs> I'm Stuart McMillan. That's what City Park sounded like when City 2 played their first ever game there at the stadium. Dale Schilly will be providing color on Y98 for City's first ever home game. He says beating Austin in game one of the season shocked the league. You know, they were the darlings of the league. And, and for us to be able to step in and unexpectedly grab three points away from them, we certainly put the league on notice and we won't surprise we won't surprise charlotte that's for sure city sc hosts charlotte on y98 at 7 30 saturday night the kmox business desk boeing is handing out bonuses including big money from missouri the aerospace company says they're distributing 141 million dollars among the 16,000 workers in our state in their performance-based incentive program overall boeing's putting in 1.2 billion into the incentives to well-performing workers the bonuses are considered a significant boost for local economies where boeing has facilities like st louis as we continue on KMOX, let's bring you a follow-up to the story we brought you this week about a 68-year-old woman viciously attacked in the parking lot of Straub's in the Central West End. We're joined now by her attorney, Scott Sherman. Thank you for being with us. Michael, thank you so much for having me. First of all, how is the victim doing? You know, she's shaken up and physically injured, and she's getting the best medical care she can, but psychologically... She's been absolutely traumatized by this, and really what makes it worse is the crime victim unit of the circuit attorney's office, and I know that office has had a lot of problems, we've called them four times. We even sent them letters that they've received. We even had our client on the phone with one of those calls, and they won't talk to us, they won't talk to her, and they won't return our calls. So she feels maybe double victimized, not only by this murderer, who was on parole at the time, allegedly, but also by the very office that was set up to make crime victims like, and I'll just use her first name, Paula, deserves to feel comfortable that the wheels of justice are spinning in her direction and that the information she deserves to have and has been ordered to have is not getting done. It's very disappointing. So the judge has ordered that uh, the victim needs to be made aware of bond hearing that's upcoming and that it's the circuit attorney's office that has the responsibility of doing that have they made that notification have you re what is what is the the communication been like with you we've reached out to them we sent them a fax on friday the day after it happened we sent them a letter that they've received we've left four calls we have no information in fact we had to use our own sources to get the name of this perpetrator to find out that this case had already been set for a hearing and our client's name is already in those documents and she has none of that information. We don't have it. She doesn't have it. And with a bond hearing that's coming out next week, how is she even supposed to know what courtroom to go to or the name of her attacker? She cannot sleep well at night. And just the plain decency of giving her the name of the person that 
could have killed her and definitely tried to hurt her is the only job of that victim advocate office and the major job, or one of them, of the circuit attorney's office. And she's concerned that this suspect may try to attack her again. She's terrified until we told her this afternoon the identity of this person and that they're incarcerated on no bond. She had no idea that that had gone on. And we have done everything but beg the circuit attorney's victim advocate to just call us back and tell us the name of this person and when these court hearings are. And not only did we beg them for it, the court ordered it. And that was on Monday. And so what is the communication with the circuit? Have you gotten them on the phone? What have they said to you? One of the circuit attorneys, the actual attorney, did call our client early on, but gave her no information about this person or about a case number. And everything else has been non-communication. Not only that, our, our sort of experience with them is it has been dismissive and kind of smug. It's like we're bothering them. And then when we leave messages and have our client on the phone, it's non-responsive. It's completely unacceptable. And the thing about this city is, it's a great city that everybody wants to have a success. But if the victims of crime, this is an almost 70-year-old grandmother who was picked up and slammed, whose neck was almost broken by this person, if they won't even tell her the name of their of the perpetrator or so that she can be safe and take precautions and know about these cases, what are we doing here? Who is this suspect? What do we know about John White? Well, we know that in 1999, he committed a murder, and in 2001, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. I think he also had some drug-dealing convictions, and that he was on, or is on, parole right now. Why is he on parole? That's up to the Department of Corrections. But I can't imagine that whenever time he was released on parole, that this is the first incident of body slamming a 70-year-old woman before they should have been, he should have been on their radar. I don't know that that has anything to do with the circuit attorney. Probably not. But the question remains, in this system, how is it that a person who's a murder parolee, who's out committing violent crimes, one, wasn't on their radar earlier, and two, and most importantly, the victim of that crime hasn't been given the information, not only that we're asking for, but that she has a right to know. How serious was this attack? We asked police today why this incident was not on the regular release that they do every day. Here are the important things that the public and the media needs to know about from the past 24 hours. This was not on that list, and they told us it's because there was not a gun used, and it didn't rise to the most serious of the incidents that they respond to. Well, there's a video out there, apparently, that people have seen. We haven't seen it. We haven't been showed it. But if it wasn't for some good Samaritans that were in the Straub store at the time, one of these who came and took the man's foot off of her neck after he had slammed her to the ground. She was on 911 at the time that he attacked her on the phone. This is as serious a crime against an elderly woman, resident of the city of St. Louis her whole life, a grandmother, as there is. Gun or no gun, if a murderer body slams a 70-year-old woman and they know about it, they should have told everybody about this. And they knew that he was a convicted murderer that was on parole. It's in the probable cause statement that was filed with the court on Monday. And yet we haven't heard a word from the victim advocate. Scott Sherman, thank you so much for sharing her story and for the uh, the information and we'll continue to follow this case. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to the STL All Local Podcast on the Odyssey app.